Hello and welcome to the Creative Space Podcast, where we talk to creatives in their spaces, both mentally and physically, about things that inspire them. So today we're with Ellie. Hello. I actually did not ask how to pronounce your last name. Caudill. Caudill. Dill like a pickle. <laughs> um, and we are talking to her about her art and Nashville and her opinions of using social media to like promote art, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're going to jump right into it. Would you like to tell me kind of like, what, how long have you lived, you've lived in Nashville your whole life, right? Born so. and raised, never left, went to college here, definitely have seen it change, like go through all the changes. I've been in East Nashville for like nine years and it's pretty much a completely different place now mm-hmm. for the good and the bad, but it's different. Yeah. And I'm still there. Have you always been a creative person? Definitely. Yeah. I've been saying I wanted to be an artist, like, since kindergarten, or maybe even before that, for sure. Yeah. Interesting. Like, how how has your art been evolving for you, like, from, ch- like, childhood to now? Like, do you feel like you've had, like, one specific area, like, sculpture or painting or... I never knew what kind of artist I wanted to be specifically until high school. I was in, I went to Innsworth High School and I was very fortunate to go there. My dad taught there. Um, In my senior year, I was in like seven art classes, which was just insane. Like (laughs) architecture, graphic design, guitar, like you name it, ceramics, everything. I got to experience all that stuff. Um and feel it out and I ended up falling in love with like the most cliche thing you can be as an artist but I fell in love with painting Mm -hmm. um oil acrylic all of it yeah all of it yeah um oil definitely once I learned how to do that and mix colors just the process of mixing those colors really meticulously like how you dye clothes Mm -hmm. at Elizabeth Suzanne just like getting that perfect shade I'm very into color yeah color theory color mixing love color Mm -hmm. I love textures that's why I like oil painting because you can thin it out like a watercolor you can make it thick like flesh like I love it but oil painting I took one class oh you took two classes my freshman year of college Mm -hmm. and I hated it it's intense it's intense I feel like I didn't have the patience for it like there's like a therapeuticness to it that you have to like love to be patient it's like like it's like baking yeah you're baking you're making like frostings and you have to keep like your formulas correct and consistency is correct and it's just like baking. Yeah. No, I feel like I like arrived to a color and then I'd like need to remake it and I would be like lost on how I got there. What's what's the thing called ASMR? The yeah. hand thing. I'm re- I have that very I love that shit. Yeah. So just like what's so satisfying about oil paint is you just like take a nick, a tiny nick of like a blue mm-hmm. and you put it in yellow or white and it just totally saturates it. Mm-hmm. That's what I love. About yeah, oil for sure. But in now, like I've done so many different things. I do, I work in so many different areas. Like I do kind of big abstracts that are almost like landscapes, but not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very like practical and like kind of detached from how I label what I do now because. For a long time, I was living just off my art, and I had to be very, like, commercial, pretty much. Yeah. That was, like, my stuff for home. And then I did, I do dog portraits and portraits on, like, brown butcher paper with charcoal. Mm-hmm. And those are fast sellers. Yeah. Christmas, Christmas stuff. But the stuff I love to do now, like, what I feel like I am, who Ellie is, her mm-hmm. stuff, is I love sculptural stuff now. Mm-hmm. Less painting, more sculptural stuff. The gallery I work at, Elephant Gallery, which is where we are now. Mm-hmm. Our first show was with artist Brett Douglas Hunter. I don't know if he goes by it with his middle name or not, but we'll toss it you in know, there. That's his Instagram <laughs> yeah. handle, um, and he's very much my vibe. And I've definitely made work like his before, so it's really exciting to be able to work in a place 
with stuff just like wacky cartoony bold yeah pieces they're just fun I like fun mm-hmm. and that's what I love about working here is like Alex Lockwood stuff is all plastic bright bold colors big figures that are like humanistic is that a word that works humanistic <laughs> human like but yeah like monsters cartoons I love cartoons yeah and for a long time I thought I had to take myself so seriously in a way as an artist just like when you're first learning how to draw mm-hmm. like you want to be as realistic as possible etc yeah and I can do that I can do that well that's why I still do the dog portraits but I what I really love is cartoons and yeah. fun and bold and patterns. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, I feel like when I saw Brett Douglas Hunter's um, <laughs> sculptures, I saw them on your Instagram, and mm-hmm. at first I thought that you made them. Yeah, because I was like very, looking at your paintings, and I was like, oh yeah, like cool, she does like that too, or whatever. They're very and much like yeah, me. they're very. They seem like they just translate over to being your work almost. <laughs> no, <laughs> which of course definitely. they're not. Disclaimer: they're not Ellie's <laughs> work. They're, it's not my but, work, but it's um, very much yeah like my work. He actually has a piece in my bar, Dino's. Mm-hmm. That's like my back porch. Yeah. I treat it that way. Bef- before I knew who he was, he has this big piece of Dolly Parton. It's really wacky. Yeah. On wood, a big painting. He's very folk art inspired. Um, and I was like, who is this bitch? <laughs> my, ducking my style. Yeah. Like, who is this? And then... Of course, now I work with him. I love him, and he's definitely not ripping me off. We're just cut from the same cloth. Yeah. And it was Dolly Parton. Yeah. Like, come on, my icon. Mm-hmm. So, that's funny. What it's do you funny. like about Dolly Parton? Dolly Parton is an angel. She's a saint. She is an <laughs> icon. She's a legend. Yeah. Dolly Parton is everything. She's just, even Miley Cyrus's godmother. <laughs> yeah, like, come on. Like, Dolly Parton... Man, my brother actually got into uh, the Flutog, the Red Bull Flutog competition. What's that? What? <laughs> it's where... I'm you... from Columbus. No, we'll girl, this is here. worldwide. Oh, okay. At least, at least <laughs> nationally. Just ignorant. <laughs> at, least, at least nationally. No, yeah. I mean, it's Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Uh, you build a contraption that you jump off like pretty much a cliff into water okay. that and like the whole point is for it to like glide like a glider mm-hmm. but they're all very wacky and usually they go straight in it's just like a fun thing um that lots of people show up for to see and it's like televised mm-hmm. but Paul's was Dolly Parton that's his design and the boobs are gonna fill up yeah. with air when he jumps off and got it you have to, like, submit, so. <laughs> Dolly Parton runs deep in the Caudill family. <laughs> She's a legend. Like, yeah. do you know what she did for, like, all the Gatlinburg fire victims? I heard about it, yeah. Incredible, and I yeah. think she even increased it. Yeah, that's awesome. She's so sick. Yeah. My friend's from Gatlinburg, and, like, Dolly Parton really is a big part of their lives. It's yeah. not, like, a joke. Wow. She, like, yeah. really made that town flourish. Yeah. I went to Dollywood with the yes. team not so long ago, and it was great. It was really fun. It's so cool. Yeah. Going back to, like, what you were saying before about, um, like, your work and how it relates to... What's his name again? I'm sorry. Brett Douglas Hunter. <laughs> yeah, Brett Douglas Hunter. You kind of had a moment of, like, being, like, always, like, maybe, like, he was jocking my style yeah. and stuff like that. But um, that kind of relates to what we were talking about, like, before we started recording, when we went to lunch at Lulu's, which if you're mm-hmm. ever in Nashville, you should go to Lulu's, because it's delicious. Beautiful. Um, free soft serve. It's awesome. Um, but we were talking about Nashville fostering its creative community, and I think you had some really important, like, yes. thoughts on that. So. so, I've never left Nashville, but I know if I did, I'd be missing out on that community, and I feel like from every level of being creative here, whether it's music, whether it's art, whether whatever it is, like it's not competitive. Mm-hmm. We all want each other to succeed. And I've seen through my friends doing it with other people, through me, like if someone's new to this town and we find out what you're into, we're gonna be hooking you up with those people. And mm-hmm. like, we're gonna help you find your, your niche. Is that how you say it? The niche? niche? Your niche? I think you could say it. Maybe you could say it either way. Your quiche. Who cares? Yeah, niche, quiche. 
Whatever. But yeah, like, like you come to town, you play guitar. It's not like an eye roll, like, oh, cool, another guitar player. It's like, well, like, my friend's in a band, and they, they're looking for someone. Like, yeah. we all want to see each other do well, and I think that's very unique and special. And I know even just, like, in the art world, like, yeah, I was, like, puffing my chest up when I initially saw Brett's work. Yeah. But I work with him now, and he's incredible. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It must be really great to, like, be able to be here and be around other people who are, like, making things constantly. Like, that has to be really inspiring for you. It's incredible. That's what I... Ideally, this is the place I want to be in. I can see myself going far and doing something like this because of that community vibe because of my social skills like I've been networking since I was little like Mm -hmm. I love people I love knowing what they're doing I love connecting them to other people Mm -hmm. and working in a gallery like this is perfect for that because I know all those artists um yeah I hope something big comes out of it we're a very young gallery it's like four months old five really months. yeah yeah I was gonna say I was um down by Worthen like visiting Alfie a couple weeks ago and like mm-hmm. accidentally took a wrong turn and ended up here and like swung around by here but I was like what's this place looks cool and like made a mental note to come back but yeah. I completely forgot so I think it's kind of I mean, funny that we're here now yeah but yeah <laughs> how could you forget a teal yeah. building that says elephant with yeah a huge wacky monster out front yeah I love it and that's what's cool about this place too is this is the Buchanan Arts District. It's in a historically black neighborhood that really doesn't have that much going on with, like, there's not a lot of shops. There's not a lot of places to eat. Slim and Huskies just opened up, and there's never not a line mm-hmm. going out the door. A lot of their employees are from the neighborhood, which is cool. Every day that I'm in the gallery, kids come by and visit me, and we talk about stuff they look at the art some of it's inappropriate but it's funny <laughs> yeah um, do they have a lot of questions for oh you? yeah yeah and they usually it's usually can get pretty intense a little wild but it's fun yeah um, it's really cool to watch people walk by and come in and ask questions mm-hmm. that's cool that you guys are like here to foster that youth yeah. in the community and like yeah like right that. now we you are, already saw it, but right now is a Tupac show that's Tupac portraits only, Tupac theme. Uh, their original venue fell through, and we were like, yes, this is perfect. Come on in. So, <laughs> yeah. It's cool to have that, and I'm really grateful for Alex for doing this with this building. Like, he didn't have to open this up to people. It's mm-hmm. an incredible studio for him, so really good for the community and for the art world there's not a lot of wacky galleries yeah honestly I couldn't name one Mm -hmm. there's a lot of cool contemporary vibes going on and the art crawls are great but to get something this like pushing it so far like I don't care how weird we go we're gonna go there or just how fun. And we're yeah. not serious. Yeah. We're the least serious gallery I know of, which is, per- I couldn't work in another place. Yeah. Yeah, I totally can see how that would be a thing. I think Nashville, like, people, like, think of it as a music city mm-hmm. that way, but I feel like it's such a, like, maker's city. Especially now. Yeah. It's, like, insane. Do you feel like it's always been that way, or do you think it's been, like, a gradual progression, like? Um... There's always been makers here, but, like, the art scene, when I was in high school, but also, keep in mind, I'm in high school, I don't know that much what's going on, but, like, Mm -hmm. the art scene and even the art crawl, not that great. Pretty, like, standard art stuff going on, like, small town vibes, and I had to make a decision of whether I was going to stay here and help add to this art scene and make it Mm -hmm. something um, or leave and go somewhere like New York. But I'm really glad I stayed. And that's been a struggle for me for years, but I've finally come to a place where, like, hell yeah, you did it. Look what you're doing now. Like, hell yeah. yeah. And it's so different now. Like, there's, like, three art crawls now, and so many galleries and so many just artists moving here which is incredible 
Like, mm-hmm. Alex moved here from New York. Um, I just helped Vadi Turner with her solo show at the Frist. She's originally from here. She moved to New York. She was there. I don't know how long she was there for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then moved back. And now she has a solo show at Frist. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. That's and really I think awesome. that's because of the community here. Yeah. Very different than somewhere like L.A. or New York. Yeah. Like in L.A., you're an actor. Everyone's an actor. And always trying to help you get gigs. Mm-hmm. Here, people are like, oh, my friend's doing this project. Yeah. Like, hit them up. Here's their number. Yeah. So that's cool. No, I can see that. I feel like I relate to that a lot because, like, we were talking about that I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And I think we were talking about, like, Nashville and Columbus are, like, always neck and neck for being, like, the third largest fashion capital. And then New York Times put out an article that deemed Nashville number three, whereas Columbus had been reigning for a while. Dang. And I think uh, what Columbus has on Nashville is, like, a corporate fashion empire like that well not empire I mean that sounds pretty extreme well yeah it's an empire I guess so if it's third large if it was if it was third largest then that must be it and like there are a lot of um art schools out there and stuff but I do feel like as far as individuals go and like creativity and makers go I feel like it doesn't foster its community the same way that Nashville does I think that's something that Nashville has and uh I think that the room for it to grow into something bigger, like, it seems like it's more there than it is in Columbus if Columbus isn't recognizing. Columbus seems more like a machine to get put through. It can be. It can be sometimes. I think it's like I was saying, like, if you go to, like, a gallery show here or a studio opening or something like that like people will like flock to come see it and they'll like actually be there Mm -hmm. and they'll put it on their Instagram and they'll post about it and they'll invest in it and actually buy things and stuff and I feel like Columbus it's crickets when it comes to that um like it's just a whole different vibe I don't know it's very weird yeah like Brett almost had a he was our first show here he transformed the whole gallery, painted the walls. It was like Brett's world of mm-hmm. monsters. His show was called Aminals. Um, he almost sold out. Yeah. And like most of the people buying things had never met him before. Mm-hmm. They were just so excited that this, this was happening. The space was here. His stuff was so fresh and new. Mm-hmm. And I think he was really taken aback. His Him and his girlfriend ended up moving here. Yeah. They're from Illinois. They moved here because of that show. Yeah. And now he has a studio here. That's it's awesome. like the community is real here. Yeah. Just the pizza place down the street. Like, there's never not a line going out the door. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't even tried it yet because it's always <laughs> so busy. Well, if it's, you're hungry, we can go after No, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. We had plenty. I know. We, well, have you ever had plenty? <laughs> I'm, like, always hungry. Anyway, um, what was I going to say? We were talking about Nashville. So, you said you went to Belmont for a minute, and then you went to what other school afterwards? Watkins. Watkins. College okay. of Art and Design. Cool. It's a and, small school. Yeah. And you said, like, that you ended up not getting your degree, and, like, you were, like, pursuing more so on foot, like, mm-hmm. your art and everything like that. Yes. Did I, you get a lot of, like, feedback about that, or were people pretty supportive? Um, or? I don't want to... I won't say what school it's from, okay. just to keep it yeah. lighter, but when I found out I was going to have to stay for a long time, wasn't really down to get a five-year art degree, mm-hmm. being from here, knowing a lot of people, being really successful with my art at the time, and like I was living off my art as like a 20-year-old, yeah. and I was sick, um, and having an ego, for sure. Like, I'm just going to do this on my own. Yeah. But I had someone who was, like, kind of a student counselor tell me, like, Ellie, what are you going to do when you're in a gallery opening and someone brings up the latest, like, article from whatever art magazine, et cetera, or artist, and you have no idea what they're talking about? Yeah. Basically insinuating that I'm not going to succeed or, like, be accepted in the art world 
because I don't have a degree and that made me so mad and I'm a very stubborn person yeah I was just like bitch (laughs) you don't know shit yeah like I've been putting and like as soon as I left that place like I mean that's so irrelevant now Mm -hmm. because of Instagram and like whatever like that's so irrelevant you don't also I'm not my response to her was, well, I'm probably not going to be talking to that kind of person anyways yeah. at an art gallery. Yeah. Nor going to those kind of shows. Yeah. So. That's see a fair ya. point. Yeah. But in the same vein, I do wish I got my degree so I could teach or et cetera. Yeah. But. It's less about what other people would perceive of that degree exactly. and just more so what you can do with exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, fair. So one day I will probably get it, but my ego has to subside a little bit and I'm doing well like I network I talk to people I love everything I don't know yeah I think that's maybe one of the most important like tidbits I guess is like I feel like people will flock to like clap their hands at the success of a creative once they're successful but while they're like in it in the snot and the sweat and the tears mm-hmm. of actually doing it and like having to take risks like that I feel like the way that the world is like doesn't always like support that you know yeah. what I mean like it's very much so like you need to do a b and c to get to d For sure. in that order because that's how it's been proven to work mm-hmm. and like I feel like creative people sometimes it's like you need to just be doing it to exactly. make it happen and like in that environment too there were there was a competitiveness in that school mm-hmm. and a big competitiveness between the professors and the students mm-hmm. i noticed like students that were selling work which is kind of rare yeah but i was mm-hmm. i wouldn't be getting the pat on the back that i would expect it was kind of like a squinted eye head up looking down at me like this girl doesn't know what she's doing this girl hasn't paid her dues etc etc but and also the aesthetic they're going for and pushing a lot of their students towards in the fine arts area was really conceptual slick minimal stuff i am a maximalist honey Mm -hmm. like i like it bold bright and loud and the more is better glitter feathers whatever yeah so I don't know. I just don't feel like you can do that in a, a play, and it's such a community there. Mm-hmm. That competitiveness within the community, that pushing everyone to be a cookie cutter version of themselves. Yeah. It's just not for me. Yeah. So I don't no, know. I understand that. I feel like I ran into some of that when I was designing my like senior collection in school. This is like very like fun and like fur and like pom-poms and blah 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 and everything like very like Miley Cyrus inspired and like uh I feel like some of my feedback when I did that was like this isn't for an audience that is here like they were like even saying like it could be like a Japan audience which like who cares I don't know like and then it was just like also like uh kind of like a conversation of like does this like look expensive like I feel like sometimes it's like with design it's like Especially in the school I went to, it could be, like, I want this to, like, look expensive and look, like, super, super well-made, which it should be Mm well-made. But um, I think sometimes, like, the fun of it was, like, misunderstood. I had the same thing. I I remember in ceramics, even. Actually, it's not true. My ceramics teacher was actually really sick. Mm -hmm. I remember making a clown head where I literally just was, like, mashing it up with my hands and Mm -hmm. did this really crude bulky looking clown and I got an A on it he thought it was cool but for every other class and like now that is very trendy in the ceramic (laughs) world like people love that shit yeah um it's just a matter of like your professors or your teachers or your people above you your mentors not seeing what you're doing yet Mm -hmm. or not have seen what's going on what you're thinking but like with our generation we see it all on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> and like the internet and Tumblr. They don't know. They're old. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know. I love that. The shit you're doing, like you did for your senior collection, like pom poms and stuff. Are you kidding me? Like <laughs> I'd say 
close to 100% of girls love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, even the most, like, or it doesn't have to be girls, boys too. <laughs> yeah. They're just old. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've been talking about Instagram here and there, and I know that you want to yes, like, touch I on that. Yes, definitely want to So, touch on that. I would love to, like, hear your thoughts on, like, how you've used Instagram, like, why you think it's, like, an effective tool, and, like, just, like, what you are taking from it. I think Instagram is so important to being an artist today. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like a mini website for you. Uh, We contact artists through Instagram to come show here. We find artists through Instagram. Uh, It does the work for you. It, like, knows your which is creepy but it knows what you like and then it'll prompt you other stuff yeah which is really cool i got the job here through instagram me and alex followed each other i didn't know what he looked like because he keeps a clean instagram with just like his art what you should do but i'm so crazy i like posting everything Mm -hmm. uh so he saw me necessarily a bad thing though no because it definitely i feel like people want to like buy into who a person is too now for sure yeah that's a good point yeah but he saw we ran into each other at plaza art supplies and he was like you're pink pizza and i was like <laughs> yeah who are you and he was like i'm alex lockwood and i was like shit you're a big deal and we had a really pleasant exchange and as soon as i got in the car or maybe even like a few hours later i direct messaged him on instagram being like hey if you ever need any work, like, or help, just, like, let me know. I love your stuff. And, like, a week later, he hired me on as his assistant. And That's so cool. Then he hired me on to work the gallery. So Instagram's huge. Yeah. Huge for me. Yeah. I wouldn't have found ES if it hadn't been for Instagram. Exactly. There's no way. Yeah. That's so interesting. How'd you come up with Pink Pizza as your handle? Um... I love the color pink, and (laughs) I actually don't love... I'm not, like, obsessed with pizza. Mm -hmm. I love hamburgers. I'm a hamburger girl. Yeah. But it just... It just had a nice ring to it. (laughs) Yeah. And it was pretty... It was on trend pretty shortly after pink was pizza. Yeah. You know how big pizza got? Yeah. Like, cupcakes, pizza. There's always, like, a trendy food. Like, I feel like last year it was, like... Eggs, like eggs, yes. <laughs> yes, like sunny side up eggs. Uh, and gr- right now, I feel like it's pineapples. What's the? Yeah, it's definitely pineapples. Yeah. What's the uh, Japanese egg? Gouda, Gudetama, Gouda, I don't know. He's like a little cartoon egg. Love him. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Pizza was on trend. Mm-hmm. I did it for sure. My goal, I would love, like the sickest thing that can happen is if you're Instagram famous. <laughs> that's so yeah. cool yeah like if you have thousands of followers like i don't know you reach so far with that yeah like you can whip up a t-shirt and say it's for sale and you're gonna sell it yeah i feel like people like underestimate how powerful being oh, like it's crazy yeah i mean like i was watching a thing the other day about like little yachty and like how like he was like hanging out with like internet cool kids and like it just became, like, a huge part of his market. I feel like even, I like... I Lil Yachty. Yeah. I feel like uh, a lot of different brands do that. Like, who is it? I think it's, like, a Juicy Couture has, like, Sarah... I forget her name right now. She dated um, Will Smith's son. What's Will Smith's son's name? Uh, Jaden. Jaden, right. She dated Will Smith's son. Anyway, but she's, like... She's kind of like a blonde Kylie Jenner, I guess. Oh, my God. I love it. um, So, like, and now she's, like, one of the spokespeople for, like, Juicy Couture. There you go. Who was she? You know, like, she's just, like, somebody posting Instagram. a lot of power. Yeah. Like, truly. Yeah. I'm thinking about going to one of those marketing classes for Instagram. That'd be interesting. I'd go with you if you wanted to go. Let's do it. I feel like that would be fine. That'd be cool. Yeah. Let's get a lot of followers. <laughs> Everybody follow us. I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's pink pizza with three Zs. I feel like I came up with my Instagram name for the same reason. Like, it's, like, kind of Camille. And, like, yeah. 
Uh, I remember one time I got in like an Instagram fight with somebody over like Demi Lovato. Oh my god! And he was like, "Why are you only kind of Camille? Why are you not like fully Camille?" And it like cracked me. I was like, "I don't know. I don't know why I'm only kind of Camille." Sounded clever. I was like, "It sounded. It just kind of sounds like kind of awkward and so am I. So well, and too like your Instagram persona isn't the full you. Yeah. So it could be like that. True. That's deep. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Just ripped a new layer into my Instagram <laughs> handle name. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, Instagram's yeah. very powerful, very important for the art world. There's a lot of artists that still don't have Instagram, and it's a huge bummer, mm-hmm. honestly, because yeah. you get a lot of behind the scenes. Uh, you can go live, and like people can ask questions mm-hmm. to you. Which yeah, is I really think cool. the like. Insta stories has been like at first I feel like I like didn't fully get it and then like once brands that I follow started like posting behind the scenes stuff I was like wow this is really cool like I can like see what's going on with like like behind the scenes and like it gives you such a look at like what the mentality is for like those brands totally behind closed doors and stuff like that it just gives you a different vibe yeah yeah I feel like there's like a layer of honesty that's sure. really appealing about it. And I'm very honest. Yeah. I'm brutally honest. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say, that's something I want to talk about. Like, you definitely are someone who it seems like gives, like, no shits about <laughs> no. what's going on. Which may or may not be true, but... It's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. Anyway. No. I get. I think I get a bit of a thrill, too, from it. Like... Just putting it all out there, mm-hmm. especially if it is on social media. I'd like to think that it, like, inspires people that, like, may relate to yeah. whatever I'm talking about or showing. Like, posting a picture of, like, my unibrow or, like, my hairy <laughs> legs even. Yeah. Like, this is me. Like, you probably have it, too. Yeah. Chill. Yeah. I love that. Just stuff like that. I like to have fun. I like to keep it light. I think with my honesty, I like just for people to take it less seriously. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you feel like your art is the same way? Like Definitely. Because I know, I feel like it can be so serious and it can be so about something. Like, do you feel like your art is like telling a story like a, or do you feel like it's a little more loose than that or yeah. it can go either way I yeah. have so many different styles but a good example would be like I've pa- I painted a Chinese to-go box um pretty simply like just the outlines with a little smiley face on it I was playing around with textures with it had a speckled black and white background and like a peach faded sunset behind it mm-hmm. sounds very trendy very Miley Cyrus yeah like, very on trend, cute, love all those <laughs> patterns, love all those colors. But the story behind it had a lot more meaning. Mm-hmm. It was about how my grandpa used to pick up um, unclaimed ashes from the morgue in those Chinese to-go boxes. That's what they came in. Wow. And he would go out on his boat. He lived in the Everglades in Suwannee, Florida. He'd go out on his boat and like give him a little ceremony, say a little prayer, sing a song. And he put them in the river. And I just thought that was really cool. And I like wow, to judge. Wow, that's so cool. Isn't that that's cool? such a cool story. It's cool. Yeah. And I love storytelling. Uh-huh. And I love I love being honest and telling those things. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a great illustrator called Tara Booth. Mm-hmm. Um, follow her on Instagram. T-A-R-A Booth. Um, and she does the same thing. She does these ugly drawings of herself pretty much just like funny mm-hmm. um of her like getting her period or like i just recently bought one of her prints of her taking getting stuck in a bathroom having to get naked because she's wearing a jumpsuit and it, she draws draws like her rolls of belly fat sitting yeah. on the to- just being brutally honest but fun yeah and i love that now i was thinking about this the other day i feel like the key to like making a presence in social media I guess is like I feel like it seems to go one of two ways like either you are someone that to like aspire to or you're someone to relate to and Mm -hmm. if you can somehow do both then you really hit like a golden nugget that way but yeah that makes a lot of sense 
I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I love when these, like, fun... Like, Alex's last show at Zeitgeist was these big plastic dudes getting tortured and, like, their guts are falling out, but they're really fun-looking at the same time. Um, Yeah, like, I feel like it's one of those things that, like, kids, like, a little older might, like, understand what's going on, Mm -hmm. but, like, it's not, like, scary. It's not scary. No. Yeah, it makes it more approachable. Yeah. And... I don't, I, I don't think you'd mind me talking about what, like, his inspiration was. He had a girlfriend who died, and I think it was of cancer, and it's, like, him dealing with death and stuff. It's how he deals with death. Interesting. And it really shaped who he is today, and, like, that's why he goes dark with it, even though it's so fun and light on the yeah. outside. Because he's a happy, cool guy. Yeah. But everyone has that darkness in them. Mm-hmm. And that's just how he wants to put it out to the world. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. That's why we get along. Now, I love the, like, depth that's something that is so, like, feels so free could have that much depth to it. Mm -hmm. Because, like, even, like, my senior collection, like, it was um, light and fun and happy. And I had just finished studying abroad in London and, like, was inspired by, like, the youth there and stuff like that. But I feel like more so it was about, like... A, such a desire to be happy like I'd been battling with depression and being in London was like the first time that I'd felt like truly free from it in a really long time so I was just kind of like if I'm going to work on something and like devote an entire year of my life to it to making it then it has to be like the most fun thing yeah. and like every time I visit it has to feel like I'm like seeing a best friend or something Excited. so I'm like I need sparkly Excited. pink and blue fur and yes. as much fun as possible so I totally get that where that sense. comes from. It's like a I clown. love that. Yeah. What do you feel like making art like gives to you? Definitely just like frees me up, my headspace. Um, if I don't feel like I'm actively creating or making things, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It doesn't feel like I'm living. Yeah. Like that's how I was thinking about. This is dark, but I was thinking about, like, if I was in, like, a refugee camp, like mm-hmm. a lot of people are still yeah. now, I think my way of coping with things would be to, like, be making, even if it's using, like, mud and rocks, yeah. I would be making something and keeping myself busy and hopefully getting other people involved. Even if it means nothing, even if it gets destroyed the next day, like... That's what I'd have to do to keep myself sane. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have different things that they need, but that's what I have to do. Yeah. For sure. That reminds me of, like, last, a couple weeks ago when I interviewed Alfie for the blog, he's, like, got, like, a real connection to Anne Frank. And it kind of reminds me of that. Like, she was in the middle of something very dark, but was making something every day by writing. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense to me. Like, I feel like that's how you would, like, stay sane. Yeah, I don't even keep know. keep yourself busy. Yeah. And I would def- it'd definitely be fun stuff I'd be making. Yeah. Or just, like, over-the-top, beautiful, like Alex, collecting all these bread tabs and creating a face out of it. Yeah. Meticulous. I love meticulous work. Yeah. My painting is not meticulous. It is fast and broad. So that's why I love working with Alex, because I get to use a different part of my brain for that. If you haven't before, I feel like you should, like, experiment with beading. I will. I feel like that would, like... Because it's as meticulous as you can yeah, get, I you used know? to be really into knitting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I feel like that's systematic. But beading, it's like you can create something as you're going. Like, you can create, like, yeah. I've been wanting to learn how to uh, hook wrap, do hook wraps. Oh, yeah, like the hook stuff. Yeah. yeah. I follow a girl. I can't think of her name right now, but she does really like ugly hook rugs like <laughs> really poorly drawn yeah. bright color I love them mm-hmm. stuff like that just transforming an old like craft into something current. yeah that's, that's cool. really cool found um, her on Instagram <laughs> <laughs> um so what what do you like hope what do you hope is next for you right now um I hope I can stick with this gallery and see it grow. I'm curating the next show in August, and it's going to be a painting show. It's with a lot of local painters, and we're going to try to get some bigger painters. So hopefully 
this continues for sure that'd be great I think it could be is there anything else that you wanted to like talk about exclusively or Hmm. well definitely what's exciting about Nashville we've touched on it already but since there wasn't such a big art scene and I think that's it goes way past just the art scene it's clothing it's music there's never mind there's always been a big music scene but (laughs) since there hasn't been that it's so ripe and easy to make that here and like tons of people that I graduated with run galleries or like work at galleries and are putting on these shows that these old farts didn't think we could do Mm -hmm. which is cool yeah I think our generation is very motivated despite what the older generation thinks. Yeah. And I think we're very ready to, like, make a splash and do what we want the way we want to do it. Yeah. Which I think is really exciting. Yeah, I think that relates to what we were talking about earlier. Like, I feel like we're, like, not afraid to, like, take risks and, like, make a jump where it might not make sense. Yeah, and we've been screwed over by that generation. Like, it's really hard to get a job, even with a degree. So, like, might as well just do it the way you want to do it. Mm -hmm. If you're going to end up having to work a waitressing job anyways, like, might as well try this out my way. Yeah, very true. I was going to say, I know you, like, work at... um, The Belcourt. The Belcourt Theater, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, and this is something I've talked about with other people is like the notion of having like a starring role and a supporting role in your life and Mm -hmm. like the starring role might be that you know you Ellie are like a painter and a fine artist and the supporting role until that is like 100% what you are able to like focus on Mm -hmm. and maybe at times that is what you're 100% able to focus Mm -hmm. on but at times you'll have like a supporting role like working at Belcourt Theater to like make that a reality Mm -hmm. and stuff like that like how do you how do you feel about like having that like having to split that attention between two things and like it's really learning a balance like I've I've lived just on my art like at least four times now Mm -hmm. in my life ranging from like a year to six months Mm -hmm. and I always like to get a job yeah (laughs) at some point I have a breaking point and there's slow seasons. Yeah. And I'm horrible with saving my money. Yeah. <laughs> but I, right now, I think I'm a little unbalanced because I haven't been working on my own work in a while. Yeah. Even though I have, like, commissions waiting to be done <laughs> because I'm working so much. Yeah. But um, I love being at a place like the Bell Court, for instance, because it's, a very social job with very everyone who works there has projects like creative projects that they're working on tons of musicians artists uh I work with a guy Cody he's a little turd but I love (laughs) him and he's doing work for Adult Swim now Mm -hmm. like cartoons um he just like doodles all day at work and those doodles are on Adult Swim yeah just stuff like that it's really cool to be in a creative community and I've always been lucky to have these like standard jobs that are actually really cool because like Moss Tacos I worked there hardest job I've ever had loved it though hot it's very, very hot. fucking hot in there. But everything is made from scratch. It's delicious. But everyone who works there also has all these projects going on. Um, so it's fun to be yeah. smashed up like that with all these people. I need to be around people, too. And working from home or in a studio as an artist can get very lonely. That's what's great about being in a, a shared space with other mm-hmm creatives I definitely think it could also leave you to like not accomplish things too <laughs> you like need to be around people to like be inspired and definitely like it's see a that balance. they're working too yeah um how has it been that's something I've never experienced of like 
having moments where your art is fully supporting you. Like, I'm a seamstress right now, and before mm-hmm. that I was working in technical design, mm-hmm. um, and both for, like, companies with, like, a steady paycheck and stuff like that. So, like, it's something that I don't fully understand, like, how it would feel to, at one moment, be, be supported by that, mm-hmm. and then at the next minute, like, not. Like, it how is that? As, like, how does that, I know, <laughs> like, riding that wave out, that must be, like, has there ever been a point where you're, like, oh, yeah, this is, like, how it's going to be. Like, I am being support. My art is supporting me, and it's, like, going to stay this way. Like, did you ever have a moment where you're, like, it's going to stay that way and then found out later that it didn't and, like, have to react to that or? Yes. Yeah. The best it ever was was at the beginning when I first quit school the first time around. I was, was like, 20 years old, I want to say, and I was pulling in numbers. (laughs) I was, like... I was so confident, too, and I hadn't been shaken by, like, those professors who made me seem like I couldn't do it or I wasn't worthy to be doing that. I was, I was selling $2,000 paintings here and there for people's offices, like, big corporations, like, pop, 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 pop. It was sick. Um, I spent all that money really fast. I was 20 years old. Um... I mean, I would, (laughs) yeah, and since I quit school, my parents, the part of the deal was, like, hey, if you're not going to be in school, we're not paying for you, Yeah. and I got lazy, I'm a very lazy person, like, I wish, going back to what we were just talking about, too, and relating it to that, like, I wish, when I was 20 and doing so well, Mm -hmm. I could have had the foresight to know, like, you've got all this support and help right here just keep going yeah don't don't be lazy Mm -hmm. don't second guess yourself yeah um and like you can too like you've got it you can do (laughs) it it's like a confidence thing especially when you're that young and like straight out of your parents home you don't know how hard it is to pay rent every month yeah like just a timing thing yeah it's yeah. a confidence thing. I it got is. pretty beat down in school with my confidence, like getting C's on stuff that I thought were sick, like really good. <laughs> Worked hard on them, but yeah. they're like pretty wacky. I remember even in high school, I, I decided to venture out for my realistic painting, and I just started painting this green monster on this like nice paper. And I got in so much trouble because my teacher wanted to save that paper for something nicer. And I feel like had she let me finish <laughs> that monster, yeah. it would have been so cool. Yeah. And, like, that's literally what's cool in the art world now mm-hmm. is the style I was going for. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going – I'm kind of straying from what you said. No, no, it's okay. That's an interesting point, too. Like, do you feel like – is it a – a challenge or a conflict for you to like stay trendy with your art or like how much do you think that's relevant well my influence from my parents on deciding to be an artist they and with their friends they had connections they got me a job with a very commercial painter in Franklin who does like barn paintings mm-hmm and I worked for her for three years, and I think they were trying to push me in that route just because it felt safe and yeah. nice. But, like, give me a break. Do you know me? Yeah. Like, I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm not going to do no yeah. barn paintings. <laughs> but I learned a lot from her business-wise. Yeah. And she gave me a lot of confidence to name my price of my pieces. Yeah. And I've definitely lost a lot of that confidence. The same piece I did when I was 20 would be, like, twice or three times as much as it would be now. Yeah. Um, but. That's so hard. Mm-hmm. Pricing your art is so hard. It is. I had somebody ask to, like, buy a piece for my collection when I graduated. And it was so far below. And I felt so bad to, like, walk away from that sale. Because it would have been, like, my first, like, sale. Yeah. And I wanted it so bad. But I was like, man, I know what money was spent on making it and I know like how much energy I put into it so I just like couldn't accept yeah. it it was really hard <laughs> pricing your art Stick is to like, your guns. scary man <laughs> honestly what I've learned yeah. I'm like so hypocritical but I have learned like you name that price and you name it hard with no ifs ands or buts mm-hmm. no no shame in your game and someone will pay it <laughs> 
Yeah. People like to spend money on things if you find the right people. Yeah. I've been very fortunate to be, like, grow up with people that have a lot of money (laughs) (laughs) that can pay for this stuff. Meanwhile, I'm eating, like, Fruit Loops for a week, but... (laughs) So, it's cool. What were we talking about before that? Dang. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, Oh, the commercial thing and, like, keeping on trend with stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, I was in the commercial, like, learning. My mentors were very much in the commercial world of art, which is a very weird place to be. Yeah. Especially if after that you're going to art school. Yeah. Um, Because art school hates the commercial art world. Hates it. Hates it very much. Unless you're a graphic designer, of course. I was not. I probably should have just done that. It might have been an easier transition, but I'm not. I feel like a lot of artists at some point are will like question like, should I become a graphic designer? <laughs> yeah, like definitely. I feel like uh, a lot of people I went to school with like might have started off in like illustration or animation or even fashion design, mm-hmm. and at one point we're like, maybe I'll just do graphic yeah. design because <laughs> it's so practical. But it's hard, like yeah. being like kind of a commercially based fine artist which Mm -hmm. I don't super identify with but I've been trained that way super hard and I know what people like I know what people like in their house especially after working with this woman for so long who's very successful talk about Instagram followers that girl has (laughs) hundreds of thousands yeah she's in garden and gun magazine like she knows what she's doing Mm -hmm. she and she was trained as a graphic designer actually yeah she became a painter so just it's complicated because I've always been an artist knowing I want to be an artist and therefore I have to make money yeah so how you make that work yeah um while also being true to yourself and telling your story so hard right Mm -hmm. yeah it's a huge balance yeah so and I was very my parents were always saying do dog portraits Ellie do dog portraits why aren't you painting Elvis like we live in Nashville yeah I was like fuck you Mm -hmm. you don't understand me (laughs) like (laughs) all that angst lots of angst I'm quitting school yeah um I can relate to that so hard I feel like I love my job right now but I definitely that's why I like started the podcast and the blog because I was like man I feel like I'm not talking about creativity the same way yeah because like I'm making things but I'm not necessarily like creating something you know what I mean engaging other people Um, like that like I feel like somebody else created something and I'm executing it Mm -hmm. but I mean I definitely feel like it's personal to me because I still made it Mm -hmm. it's such a weird a weird balance. Yeah. I don't know. No, I get but, it. But, uh, yeah, I was just like, man, I really need to be, like, talking about creative creativity and, like, talking to creative people. Jesus, I can't talk right now. Um, and, like, having a personal project that is, like, important to me. Yeah. So. It's yeah. cool. I found, once I, like, understood where my parents were coming from and, like, released a little bit on my angst... Yeah. And like, because they just want you to be okay. Yeah. No, I get it now. Yeah. Like, after surviving off of like ramen and like <laughs> literally being yeah. close to homeless yeah. out of stubbornness, really. Like, yeah. no, okay. I had one friend whose parents wouldn't support her in um, art school and she lived out of her car for almost an entire year. Oh, like, yeah. lived off of people, live off of people's couches and stuff like that. Absolutely. I it's mean, incredible what people will do to like make their things that are important to them to like make art and stuff. I need to go on record to say my parents are incredibly yeah. supportive of me. <laughs> like, Mine too. They're yeah. they're awesome and they've bent and changed a lot through the years too, just like yeah. on their outlook of the world. Cause I'm in a wacky world. Mm-hmm. I live in a wacky other world mm-hmm. with my lifestyle and my friends and they're very supportive and awesome. It was definitely hard for them definitely hard for them when I quit school yeah and I definitely did not do it gracefully but it's cool but now I do do dog portraits and I make hella money (laughs) especially around Christmas time yeah and once I got over my ego of that it's like 
hey, you can do this, and it's fun, yeah. and it's easy, and finding pleasure in it, and seeing how happy it makes a person, like, guaranteed half of them are going to cry when they get it. Yeah. Because it's important to them. Mm-hmm. It's special. And, like, that dog isn't important to me, but it was fun to do and easy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that reminds me of, like, the whole starring role versus, like, supporting role yeah, thing. But that's it's a, just in the same world. Yeah, yeah, that's my supporting role art. I have yeah. so many different layers of what yeah. I'm doing. Like, you have a supporting role job, but then supporting role art, art too. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Which I think that's very valid for a lot of artists and, like, I think pride can get in the way of that Absolutely. all the time. No one I know does dog portraits that yeah. are in the art world. They can't yeah. bring themselves to that level. Yeah. Like, all right, You're like, but me, I'll gladly accept you. Yeah. I'll sell out any day, baby. <laughs> but it's an ego thing, and that's yeah. like an art world thing, and that's an art school thing that I didn't vibe with because I was getting pushed in so many different directions. Mm-hmm. Like from my parents, from my boss, who's so successful – painting these barn paintings <laughs> yeah I don't know no I think this is something I, I mentioned it to Alfie we talked about it briefly on his podcast but like the conflict of like artistic people and creative people versus like other people I feel like it is like you want sometimes you want your creativity so bad that it comes at the price of like things that other people like want in their lives like wanting children or Mm -hmm. wanting like a stability a stable career that is predictable or Mm -hmm. like staying in one place and living there like do any of those things resonate with you like do you feel like sacrifices anything that you've had to do for your creativity absolutely yeah like to be perfectly honest I don't feel like I've been truly creative Mm -hmm. like for myself not true I've been doing some fun doodles but those are pretty loose but I don't <laughs> feel like I've been like really figuring out what I'm trying to say for real like on a big level yeah um in a while but I because I've been craving so much that stability of money yeah because it sucks when you don't have it yeah um Yeah, and, and I focus a lot on socializing. I love my friends. I love being with people. Yeah. So it's a balance, and I've been in a relationship for a long time. That takes a lot out of you, too, but mm-hmm. if you can find someone who is also creative or can foster your creativity, it's perfect. Um, Do you feel like it was hard to, like, balance, like... No, not maybe not balance. Do you feel like it was hard to not be competitive being in a relationship with somebody else who's creative? Um, for me, no. But I think for the other person, yes. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But I'm from Nashville. Yeah. I got the southern charm. I, I like, love your accent <laughs> right now. It's so good. I love to see people do well. And yeah. like when that competitiveness does come in, it's it's a bummer to me yeah. I'm very competitive at the same time though yeah. to be fair put on the war paint when it comes when it comes to sports and field day activities don't get in my way <laughs> are you very sports competitive I used to be interesting mm-hmm. I hate sports I, I like to get as far I, away from my, them as possible my dad's a football coach yeah so that's very and I have two brothers I'm the only girl that's kind of my love language with my dad was playing sports I love that yeah so and I definitely have some angst in me that that helped release I was a lacrosse player interesting very intense I like I like to walk <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> it's like about it's about as I like sports really. Yeah, as nowadays I, get. I like sitting on a float in the pool. And yeah, like, that's me being. Yeah, I can float all day. Yeah, works out great. Wear your sunscreen. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I think I think that might be it. Do you I think, think we can, did it? Thank you so much for being on the podcast. It it's been fun. super fun. I love. I love talking to you. Me too. Yeah. I think it's great. But, yeah, do you have anything, any last comments you want to make? Mm. 
don't be afraid to be a sellout just as long as you can keep being yourself finding yourself in that i love that that's a great (laughs) message thank you for listening guys thanks for tuning into the podcast you can follow ellie on instagram as pink pizza is there any special spelling to three z's three z's or pink pizza portraits two z's do you have like a website or anything else you want to promote no i just use instagram all right well (laughs) you know where to find her and uh you know where to find us so see you next time guys bye